feature presentation. Welcome back to another Untitled Movie Review. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rohrbeck, alongside he's allergic to tomatoes, but he is tomato meter approved, Eric Marchin. Are you ready to talk about a sweet mustache, Matt? Oh my God, the best mustache. Yes, today we are reviewing Kenneth Branagh's Death on the Nile, starring quite the cast of Kenneth Branagh, Tom Bateman, Annette Bening, Russell Brand, Ali Fazal, uh, Don French, Gal Gadot, Army Hammer, Rose Leslie, Emmy Mackey, Sophie Okonedo, uh, Jennifer Saunders, Letitia Wright, and more. A few names in there you might go, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, More than one. I mean, last time around with Murder on the Orient Express, it was yeah. only Johnny Depp. And it was interesting because with the casting of Johnny Depp in that movie, everybody already knew some of his problems outside yeah. of film and him being um a, For the, a little bit right like did he cast them after all of those yeah allegations okay mm-hmm. all right yeah and where with this i just thought it was like bad luck both it times, seemed but. like like the more the movie was delayed the more like certain cast members would just either say, say or things, do or, yeah. certain things yeah um so yeah, that is going to be something that we will address probably periodically throughout the review. Um, mm. But essentially what you get is a, um, you know, throwback to melodramatic um, sort of serials and whodunits told with state-of-the-art VFX Two prologues, one of which is an origin story for incredible. <laughs> Hercule Poirot's wonderful mustache. Oh, the um, best. You know, on the front lines during No Man Land in, in World War I. Um, then you have a second prologue that kind of introduces um, some of the suspects before even getting to Egypt. That, that sequence where they explain everyone's motives, the best. <laughs> Yeah, but it's also it's also that's maybe the one scene that I felt most uncomfortable with Army Hammer in just because sure. of how hot and heavy he gets with uh Emma McKay's character and it just it's like knowing the allegations agree, yeah. like it's just like oh this is I I I I feel like icky watching that and there's also, that sequence and then another one with gal gadot later that's just like very yeah aggressively yeah. sexual that is just kind of off-putting yeah yeah and then from there you kind of get into the plot of of what agatha christie wrote and it's just interesting as well that you know like it takes place in 37 you have this fastidious protagonist who you know this world famous detective i like that the the this character is always about kind of finding a balance because his obsessive compulsive uh, disorder kind of triggers him to kind of correct things and course correct things and, and, and figure things out and, and, and solve it because he cannot rest until it's done. And like, I like just like the little things in Michael Green's adaptation, the screenwriter where like, you know, when he's at this kind of fancy um, nightclub and he's kind of the guest of honor getting all these Testing desserts, desserts he, yeah. he only wants six, right? Because he doesn't like odd numbers because he's originally presented with seven. But I also love that the film is bookended six weeks 
uh, in between each one, um, you know, the, between the sort of that main events clever, yeah. um, and just little things like that. And, and, and I think like, understandably, you know, the cast, some of the cast is very problematic. Um, some of the CGI is not great, but I think as a whodunit murder mystery and as kind of a tongue in cheek kind of sort of origin story to Hercule Poirot, it works. And I think yeah. Kenneth Branagh is actually really good uh, as this protagonist. I think he's better than the direction or the writing. And it's a shame that like, you know, uh, 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 maybe, a, I mean, he's not a bad filmmaker, obviously. Just but, nominated for best director. Yeah. I mean, this picture. is, I, I, I texted you as soon as I saw it and I said, I'm going to sound like a contrarian, but I enjoyed death on the Nile more than Belfast. And I think there's something just kind of, sincere about what this movie is like it's not trying to be anything more than just kind of a fun grown-up murder mystery that obviously has been done many times you know the peter ustinoff version um you know a lot of people don't really love him as poirot um a lot of people kind of considered david suchet to be uh, the quintessential version uh, and a lot of the BBC kind of uh, TV movies and things yeah, like that. And then watched a lot of those. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then like, like even the Sydney Lumet movie, which is kind of like dirtier and, and grosser. And like, like you can see like in like Albert Finney's mustache, like the wax and all that stuff. Like it's kind of a slog to get through where like, Murder on the Orient Express and Death on the Nile, I think, are, are slick pop- enough. Yeah. Well, I think first and foremost, they're just popcorn films. I think <laughs> that's that what they're I mean. disposable entertainment. And that's what I mean, yeah. And, and I'm kind of on, on board with you. Like, um, I, I like Kenneth Branagh as Poirot, and I think that both of these movies are those kind of perfectly enjoyable, forgettable uh, kind of murder mysteries. And I, I like whodunits i've just never been an agatha christie guy so like to me these are all brand new because like i never i'm not a big reader uh i didn't watch a lot of poirot that my mom was watching and my oma would would really love but um poirot was kind of like i knew of that character um but going into orient express i i I hadn't I don't know any of these mysteries. So when people were coming back being like, well, Orient Express was the exact same thing or death on the Nile, pretty much this, it, it, they don't change much other than a few things that I know, Eric, you know that they changed, which we won't necessarily. Well, there's an obvious thing that they changed that like you, you can just, I I, I'll say it right now and it's not going to spoil the movie, but um, with the addition of, of Kenneth Branagh coming back, you have Tom Bateman coming back as well, who is also in Murder on the Orient Express. His character is not in uh, Death on the Nile, and they change a couple things plot-wise to include him that in character the main event. Because, yeah. yeah, and that kind of is what makes the Branagh universe of Poirot, right? But yeah. I also like how they treat this character with this reverence because they know how much history this character has and he's like an iconic character that has been around for a very very long time and even though brana's only really done two films with this character and even how this one finishes it almost seems like okay he's done with the character now uh possibly and it and it almost is like a send-off to at least his version of poirot 
And I found that really interesting that it's like a movie that can kind of have that reverence and have that history of a character because Poirot is so well known and has been around for so long that you can do things like that or like the opening of this movie, which I actually do like quite a bit, um, where it's almost this superhero origin story. Well, Poirot um, is kind of portrayed like a superhero yeah. in these two movies. Yeah, totally. And that's what I thought was really kind of funny and tongue in cheek, like you were mentioning. And like, it knows what it is. And that's when I tweeted like balances the silly with the serious. It's a lot of tongue in cheek in that opening prologue. That I I think, yeah, that I think is actually handled quite well in, in both of these movies and that whole opening, which is in black and white in world war one, that Belfast all over again. Um, (laughs) Which at first I was like, is this mono sound? No, I think it was just my theater had bad sound. Um, And I like that whole sequence and that last line where, you know, his love interest um, uh, talks about being like, well, you're just going to have to grow a mustache. And then slam cuts to like the opening of the movie. And I'm like, hell yeah, dude. It also like, reminded is- me of the Dark Knight with with yes. like Aaron Eckhart's Two-Face, right? Yeah. It's but how so- will you love me now? <laughs> yeah. But I just, it's that. But then just the, you'll have to grow a mustache. Like it's his, like it's his, like his cape or his superpower or whatever, yeah. right? Like it's like someone telling Superman, like you're just going to like whatever the, I, I'm not a big Superman guy, I forget, but like, you know, of, uh, of Clark crashing on earth and like, you know, him having to protect everyone. Like well, it's like when, when, um, when Christian Bale's Batman tells Joseph Gordon Levitt, you know, you're going to need to wear a mask. Yeah. Like stuff like that. It's so funny though. Like I literally laughed so hard and went, fuck yeah. Under my breath. It and is like, good. I don't even care about this character or these movies that much, but it was like, that moment right away set me off of like, I'm fucking in Poirot. You need to solve this crime, dude. And like, that's, I almost wish they even had more fun with it because the movie does then settle in and kind of does take itself uh, pretty seriously. There are silly moments. There are tongue in cheek moments. It's campy at times. Like, you know, the, uh, Gal Gadot's acting is not super great. And like the cast is, some people are, are, I like, you know, Annette, ben- uh, Annette Benning a lot. I even like Russell Brand quite a bit in this. Um, but then you have the problematic elements of Army Hammer and even Gal Gadot to an extent. And well, Russell Wright Brand and, as like, well. And Russell Brand too, right? Like, yeah. um, so, you know, it's kind of, that makes it a little bit awkward and that's always in your head throughout the whole thing. Um, and then as a whodunit, like I was always engaged Um and going back to the thing that I, I I think maybe I was shit talking our friend Peter that he was shit talking me because I said I solved it right away and he's like and then you guys had shit talking mushrooms uh, yeah he's like this this murder mystery has been around for eighty years or whatever and I'm like guess what new to me I haven't but you seen know what it. you've probably um, seen variations of it I mean we we talked about this on the regular show and and even with with you know five cream. We've been getting a lot of murder mystery yeah. whodunits recently. And like, obviously, Knives Out. we also Out, just watch a lot of movies, too. So. Yeah, Knives Out popularized it. But I also think uh, the other guy who doesn't get enough credit, I think, in a way, who borrows a lot from Agatha Christie with the with the movie is is Quentin Tarantino's The Hateful Eight. Yeah. Um. So, like, it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's something, it's like a tried and true formula. It doesn't necessarily reinvent the wheel, but it does tweak it enough where it's like, okay, 
we're going to change up certain things. Like even again, this is, this isn't really a, a spoiler. You can talk like, about things they change without giving it away. Yeah. yeah. The other thing that they do change a little bit, and I can see like traditionalists or purists of Agatha Christie's work and the Poirot series kind of being like, Oh, I don't really like this one. I mean, like Kenneth Branagh, like his, his physical appearance is not what, Poirot has always been described as Poirot has always been kind of short and stocky. Um, but the other thing is in this, that I think some people will be a little bit upset who are fans is that Poirot's never been an emotional person. And there's some emotional depth with this version of the character. And Brana does some really good stuff here with this one, you know, very generous close up on his face in one scene. Um, but it is a good scene, but like, I can, I can see someone being like, that's not my Poirot. Poirot doesn't, doesn't, you know, he's a cipher. All the the 85 year olds going onto Twitter. Yeah. (laughs) Toxic fandom of of 85 year olds. Grandma's going, not my Poirot. (laughs) My nan calls. It's like, we just want David Suchet back. Yeah. yeah, And so I, like, I can understand, I could see like, I guarantee you no one cares. Oh no, no, no. And, and, And neither do I, but like, I just thought that that was interesting where it was like totally okay this is giving kenneth Branagh some sort of meat to Something chew to, on for yeah. the character right and yeah, and yeah, yeah. um yeah and there there are some changes so you know you're not totally wrong for being like oh this is new to me this is it's that the additional tweaks are just enough to add some additional intrigue into where things go and i also think it is kind of funny where you have Americans playing British, Scottish playing French. Um, it, like, it's just, it, it's... It's silly. It's, 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 just it's like very a, silly. It's just, yeah. But it's and but it's a fun Friday afternoon. That's what or, I mean. Or Sunday, Sunday afternoon, a cup of tea, watch it at I'm home. I'm telling my, I'm Disney like, Plus. mom, yeah, you definitely should watch Death on the Nile. Like, that's the kind of, uh, you know, the crowd that I would suggest it to, or anyone who's even half interested in it. I'm like, you'll have an okay time. And even if, like... Again, I had no idea. I knew nothing of Death on the Nile, nothing on Murder, Murder of the Orient Express. So, like, me right away going, and Nevis the same goes, oh, that's going to come back. Oh, that's probably what's going to happen. And then I never strayed from that. And I was like, oh, that's exactly what happened. Okay. Um, that didn't disappoint me because I don't know if these things, Eric, and I'll allude to them, but there's a couple other twists and turns that they throw in there. And red the herrings. End. Yeah. Um, that... I was like, they always gave me a little bit more than just the obvious thing that I thought they were driving towards to whether that's um, this isn't spoiling anything. Cause we haven't even said who is the person that got gets killed that you're, they're trying to solve, but there's multiple murders, which I was like, Oh, okay. That adds a little bit more. Cause I thought it was just going to be the one person. It becomes um, an episode of murder. She wrote basically. Yeah, where Poirot really is like silly, almost yeah. like the grim reaper. Yeah, Death follows real, him wherever he goes. Yeah. And then there's a couple other, you know, things that are red herrings or, or different things that try to get you away from who the actual, um, you know, killer is um, that I, that I liked, but I ultimately never strayed from there's one moment that, you know, and I think people talked about this in After Party and other whodunits where, you know, ultimately they want to outsmart you, but you got to think that it's made for a mass audience and not everyone's going to be dissecting every frame or everything 
a character is saying some people just go and watch the movie right and mm-hmm. then that's why they're surprised by the killer right or i'm sitting there going i'm gonna outsmart you you motherfucker and then like once they go they reference you know a certain item uh or whatever i go oh okay that's what it is and then a moment happens and i go oh that's what's happening oh and yes like, my penis pump went missing <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> the death of austin powers um so you know i i yeah i i think it's perfectly fine like yeah. again i don't have much more else to say about it it's like if you like agatha christie if you like poirot if you like whodunits like I think if it's you like slick. mustaches. Yeah, it's great mustache. If you like superheroes with mustaches, that's basically what Poirot is in this. And like, I mean, it's I like think... Invincible, basically the the you know yes. the J.K. Simmons voice yeah, character. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing I will say as well that I also kind of laughed at the way that you like. I also laughed at the 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 opening sequence, and it was like when that happens, and it's like literally we just spent like almost ten minutes getting the origin story of this mustache but the other moment where i did laugh quite a bit and i was like you know what this movie has a sense of playfulness is the scene where they're in uh giza and they're about to board the ss karnak and or they're or they're it's just like the like the honeymoon like and they're at the hotel and uh emma mckay's character kind of comes in wearing the red dress with the gold and it's in slow motion i was just like you know the the symmetrical kind of like the camera goes up yeah and And everybody's like like... yeah and she's (laughs) she's so over the top and then like yeah i i totally agree with you it's very funny those like those moments and like neva shared a, a a tweet with me of people like uh just gal gadot being over the top and and there are those moments where it's like really, really silly, um, but then also takes itself seriously. And I, I don't know. I think there's like a fine balance that I'm like, ah, this works. These movies are perfect three out of five movies. Like, yeah. it's just like, they don't really need to be anything more than that. And like, I would take five more of these. Like if these oh, came out totally. every, if these came out every three years and Brana's just like, I'm going to do another, you know, Poirot movie. And, and, you know, it's, I'll change a few things, but it's ultimately just going to be a modern slick version of the Agatha Christie mystery. I'd be like, yeah, I'm cool. I'll go see these. Like I'll eat a, a bucket of popcorn and some Reese's peanuts and like, and a hot dog. <laughs> like, I'll grow a sweet I, mustache. Yeah. God. And that opening, I think the opening itself is worth it. Like there's a reveal and then the mustache line and I'm, I'm probably overselling it, but I hope, you're not you, you can't you it's it's, like, it's incredible like it it's makes like a the marvel whole movie. movie like I, yeah the, i'm gonna recut that with the marvel logo you know what i'm gonna right spoil after. something three two one kenneth Branagh de-aged is hilarious oh it's really funny that's but not it, a huge spoiler but yeah but it is but it is kind of like his lips look even weirder than billy loomis's yeah but Sorry. he does <laughs> look the most like what young Kenneth Branagh looks like, like looking at sure. him, even though he's still very he much like uncanny he had no valley. lips, like no lips. Yeah. Like, but it's, it is funny just like watching him. I love like... the, yes, he has no <laughs> lips. And like, I love that too. Cause I know nothing about the character and shit. So I'm thinking that's Poirot right away. And I'm like, cause his like captain has that mustache. And that guy actually, and... I thought was like, I, for a second, I, cause like his, his ears, and his facial structure is very similar to Michael well, they, Fassbender. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're, you're not wrong there. And I was like, was um, that Michael Fassbender? Like in an uncredited role? That would be great. But no. Um, 
But that whole sequence with the reveal of the captain having the mustache, him, his de-aged face is like, I'm literally, I can't wait for this to be on Disney Plus because I'm going to rip that scene and put the Marvel Studios logo right after she goes, you'll have to grow a mustache. And it's like, dun, 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 and like have the Marvel logo come up. And I'm like, it's perfect. It's perfect. Or I'll make like a Poirot version of like Poirot Studios or something. Um, I would be totally down like, for Poirot to be in the Marvel universe. <laughs> I mean, hey, Brana, bring him in. Um, he is very good. Like, I, I know we already said it, but like he, I think, is actually really, really good in that role. Like, I agree. I, again, like I will t- to your point, like I would rather watch another five or six of these than ever have to watch another Guy Ritchie Sherlock Holmes movie. I don't disagree there. Um, I'm going to give it a three out of five. I'm also going to give it a three out of five. The only thing I would say, like in terms of like criticism is probably maybe cast people that aren't going to like, right. Aren't awful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I hope on the next one, if he does, do you think he does make a next one? Cause I, I almost took that last sequence without spoiling anything as a, like, I'm good. I mean, there's always an opportunity to, come I guess back. he's I already mean, had such a history at this point. You could go to cases that are before this, right? Yeah, or you can you can do one where like I think there is no one mustache, where like though. he comes back where like it, it's like he comes out of I'm thinking I'm back. He yeah. throws the mustache. I'm thinking again. I'm stash. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean like the I mean even though some of the cast in this movie and one cast member in particular in the last one is problematic the cast I think you gotta commit to it just cast the most awful people every the day. cast are kind of incredible in terms of who he was able to get yeah, like i yeah. forgot that olivia coleman and penelope cruz were in the first movie and like yeah. that's ridiculous how good of actors he's able to i mean obviously he can because he's kenneth brana but um yeah like like even even someone like i, I am curious with emma mckay who's who's good but because she looks so much like Margot Robbie, I do wonder if like her Samara weaving and Margot Robbie have to play like sisters in a movie. Yeah. I, I do wonder though, if like Margot Robbie was offered that role first or like, I don't know. Maybe, so. maybe, uh, thank you all for listening or watching. We really do appreciate it. Uh, as I've been plugging on a lot of the content, if you like whodunits, Go listen to our five cream review. It was a spoiler filled conversation between Eric and I, where we do talk about uh, who Ghostface is in that movie, where we did not reveal who is Ghostface in this movie. (laughs) 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 And we also have a review up for the first couple episodes of The After Party, which is another great uh, whodunit. Uh, Similar to Scream plays with, you know, like movie genres and stuff like that. So, I think you guys should all check out that on Apple TV plus it's fantastic. Um, like Eric mentioned knives out Two. I hope it's not titled knives out Two. I'll be so mad. Um, they can't, they can't right? Like if it's just called knives out Two, that is lame. Um, uh, there's so much whodunit, uh, stuff right now, which I'm all for. So, um, it's so hot right now. (laughs) And then, uh, go check out our 114th, uh, episode where we talk about Oscar, nominations as well as a bunch of other stuff uh 
YouTube podcast services. Just search for Untitled Movie Podcast or head over to Letterboxd where our one-stop shop is Untitled underscore movies. You can find links to everything over there. Uh, as always, my name is Matt Rohrbeck. You can find more of my work around the internet, but mostly at UntitledMoviePodcast.com and soon on Family Feud Canada. Um, and you can follow me on all those social medias at Matt Rohrbeck. And I'm Eric March, and you can find more of my video reviews on rogerstv.com slash cinemascene and on the social medias at EM6211. What am I supposed to do? Just Make me a, a believer. Believer. Oh, God. It oh, would yeah, be amazing. The trailer, if, wasn't it? it the, yeah, the, the first, first film. It would be amazing if that was like his intro music every time he's, you know, appears in a scene. I thought he was, yeah, which would be incredible. I thought originally when I saw that first trailer, because, you know, it had like the neon like cast which they kind of have in this with the title cards um i almost thought he was gonna go a um you know what's his name who does all the flamboyant um flashy uh boz lerman like i thought oh. he was gonna go the boz lerman route where it would have like modern music and like like i think agatha christie fans and poirot fans would be mad if he did that yeah but um hashtag not my poirot bye everyone <laughs>